Hello everybody, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And welcome to It Takes Two, a podcast where two people take two movies with the same or similar plot or premise, and we just have a talk about them. Well, we watch them first. Oh yeah, we we do watch them first. Uh, Otherwise, how can we talk about them? Um, So our movies this week are Gordy, released in 1994, director Mark Lewis, and Babe. 1995, director Chris Noonan. So the premise here is two movies that came out really similarly close to each other by different studios about talking pigs. Yeah, we love a movie about a talking pig. Well, well, maybe. Let's, let's <laughs> we get love Babe. <laughs> we love a movie about a talking pig. Uh, oh, you don't like Babe, I think? No. Okay. Um, well... One of the first things I have written down about Gordy here is it feels like it's selling me country music. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll wait, we'll wait to get into that. Okay, so um <laughs> I listen to a lot of Cecil Baldwin, you know, yeah. yeah and he says in the the uh, horror movie podcast number nine thing, mm-hmm. um, that the opening shots are really important. Yeah. And both the opening shots in this movie have nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yes, I would agree to that. Gordy is just B-roll of a truck driving down a country um, road. Yeah, it's, so it's a, like a real-time shot of a truck or a ute driving along while some farm animals on a farm are like, panicking or doing farm stuff. It's an animal B-roll. Yeah, it's just an animal B-roll, basically. And the for a babe, it's just a whole lot of pig ornaments on a wall um, some of which have a little bit of stop motion animation. Um, the music in the opening is what got me because the music in the opening of Gordy is just some banjo music, some real yeah. country banjo music, and then the movie for the music for the opening of Babe is like it feels like fairy tale stuff and like nursery rhyme kind of music. Yeah, there's definitely more like a whimsical element to yeah Babe than there is to Gordy. Um, Moving down, uh, <laughs> I wrote way more notes for Gordy than I did for Babe. Yeah, I wrote three whole pages of notes for Gordy. <laughs> so I've like shortened them down to just like so- stuff that matches up on both of them, which is very little. Um, but I do have the full three pages of notes to go back to. Most of my notes for Gordy were questions. I just wrote a lot of questions about Gordy. Um, just a lot of questions. I feel like... I asked way more questions than were answered in the movie. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about how the pigs get involved with the main protagonists, the human protagonists, because the pig's the main character in both stories. Yes. Um, in Babe, he wins a pig by guessing its weight after it pees on his shoes. Yeah. And in Gordy... Well, in Gordy, it's complicated because it, it depends on who you consider to be the protagonist. Are we are we talking Hanky? I did. I will say, when Hanky arrived first, actually, can I read it? I'm gonna read out my notes here from the first scene with Hanky in them. So Hanky, I would argue, is the main human protagonist in the movie, but he doesn't appear in it until ages into it. Yeah. It's like a good what 30, 40 minutes before we have a Hanky. Yeah. <laughs> so I, so I thought he was gonna be just a yeah, like a minor character who's in it for one scene. So this is. The notes that I wrote in the first scene with Hanky. Um, the first note I wrote is, Weird little businessman. 
so that's my description of Hanky. Hanky yeah. is a weird little businessman. And then I said, uh, dialogue is very unnatural. And then I said, weird mom slash Hanky dance rejection scene with about eight ex- eight question marks. Because that scene is super weird. Um, basically, Hanky is a small boy. And his grandfather tells him to ask his mom to dance. And then she, at the same time, is being asked by her boyfriend to dance and is standing up walking away with the boyfriend so the child stands up walks around the table and just goes mom mom and then looks really sad and sits back down and it's i don't know why that i guess it was supposed to tell us that his mom doesn't care about him i don't know it was a really weird so what i've written down is screenwriters don't understand how children talk to each other yeah well that's the dialogue being very unnatural yeah they were so weird okay very jilted the Premise of Babe is he's a pig who gets adopted onto a farm that doesn't have pigs. Yes. Or Gordy, it's the farm that he's born on is sold. Yeah. And the rest of his family, father who promises, makes him promise to look after the rest of his family, is off to the meatworks. Yeah. So how so how Gordy meets Hanky is Gordy gets separated from the rest of his family. And then goes on a big and then goes on yeah on an adventure to try and um, find his family, but then gets sidetracked by meeting a young girl who is a country music singer who apparently Britney Spears auditioned to play. Um, fun fact, um, which probably would have made a minorly more interesting movie, but not much. Um, and do, then do you, do you want my note of what I've written down there about about which part? Um, uh. White girl takes pig from only black guy's truck. There were two African-American characters in that entire movie. And, and one of them was the guy One of them the was the guy who's picking... Because how Gordy ends up in the truck is there was a basket full of blankets at a... Church. Like, church. To go to families in need. Yeah. And then or the pig, homeless Yeah, families. the pig crawls into it. The guy picks it up very carefully, not knowing. Not knowing, air brackets, there's a pig in there. But then places it like... So gently. That's because it's for the people in need. And he's a nice man. Yeah. Who a white girl steals the pig from. Yes, the white girl does steal the pig from him. And then she makes a big deal about how she has to keep it secret from her dad. And then there's the weird scene where Gordy kisses her dad. Yeah. Which is the only time... Or maybe not the only time, but the first time that we actually spoke to each other while watching this movie. Because we we, neither of us could hold our laughter at that moment. Um, Because the dad says that was a really sweet kiss. Yeah, I think I wrote that down like word for word as a quote because I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that was a sweet kiss. Um, So in both the movies, they used, uh, I was going to say pig actors, animal actors, Mm -hmm. um, which in Babe, I think they went over the board because like uh, the weird duck was so much like, I don't know how you treat it teach a duck to do stuff well i know for babe himself they used 48 different piglets and an animatronic stand-in jesus so um, entirely possible there were some puppetry because obviously the one of the first names that comes up jim henson, is jim henson which is the only thing i wrote down for the first thing of babe um yeah, yeah the i've got a great acting pig uh, yeah well 48 great acting pigs yeah no i'm saying from gordy Oh, Gordy? Yeah. You thought Gordy was a great actor? Well, it's just the the animal actors were better than the human actors. Oh my god. I just love Hanky. 
Okay. Hanky's my favorite character in that. Actually, no, I I originally thought Hanky was my favorite character, but my favorite character is um the cousin. I've forgotten his name, cousin Jeff or something. I wrote his name down at some point because I was like, you know what? I really like this guy. Um, except that they like make fun of him a lot, cousin Jake. Yeah. People make fun of cousin Jake a lot in the movie. Like it's like a whole thing that he's like a simpleton and whatever, and they literally make fun of him the whole way through the movie. But he like understands the pig instantly. Oh, that yes, that yeah, was yeah, the, yeah. this is the main difference between Cordy and Fame. There's a lot of differences, but the main difference is. Humans can understand Gordy, but it's not that Gordy in particular is a talking pig. It's that, as Gordy puts it, he, any human can understand any animal if they just listen hard enough. Yeah, and children get it easier because they're simple-minded. It's uh, the pure of heart is what he says. The pure of heart can understand animals. Yeah. So I guess Cousin Jake is just super pure. The other, there were two main other appearances of a similar sort of style that mm-hmm. appeared. In Gordy, they had like a map that appeared yeah. every time that they went from port A to B. Yep. It's sort of the the talking pig version of showing you an orbiting planet in Star Wars, because that's what they do. They're right. an orbiting planet, and then yeah. they're like, this planet, and then yeah. like, down. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of little, so like, southern towns in it, because yeah. they go through Arkansas, and then up into... Missouri, and then over to Kansas, and then up to Nebraska. And versus the... And Babe, where it's... Like three singing... Animatronic or... The little mice? Do you know what? Because this was one of the things that came up in the IMDb trivia for Babe. Um, Because I really like that it's like that story... You know, storybook chapters. Yeah. Um, Apparently, originally, they didn't have it read out. They didn't have the audio. But when they did it when they played it for test audiences, the children couldn't read. So all the, so every time the story chapter came up, the kids would all go, what does that say? Mm-hmm. So they added in little mice singing and saying the names of the chapters so the kids could understand it without being able to read, which is actually quite sweet. Now, there's a note in both here, which is um, animal industry... Uh, animal, animal... Meat industry bad. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. actually a quite... One of the notes I wrote about Babe was... How many vegetarians were made by Babe? So I did actually research that in the end. Um, because it, uh, apparently after the release of Babe, US pork sales dropped by 20%. Wow. And James Cromwell, who is um, Farmer Haggett, is that his name? The main, the main character yeah. in Babe. Um, he went vegan wow. after. Apparently he was already vegetarian. He's oh, a lifelong vegetarian and he went vegan after filming Babe. Um, so yes, when Gordy meets Hanky, um, he's drowning in the swimming pool, which is why that now under, I think, some legislation, you're required a fence. Right. Um, I'm not because of the movie, I'm just saying in general, you're required <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Gordy got that legislation passed. Yeah, well done, Gordy. But, um, um, so, Gordy saves Hanky from drowning. Yes. Uh... And there's another proof of humans being stupid, which comes up whenever you do first aid training, in New Zealand at least, um, is people will just stand around and no one will actually help because they just assume everybody else is helping. And that's exactly what happens in the pool. Yep. The pig saves the kid because everyone else is, like, doing interviews. 
Because there's like lots of reporters. It's like the governor's. Yeah, it's like the I don't know gala or something. Yeah, so it's, so it's the little girl and her dad who were looking country after singers. Yeah, who were looking after Gordy. They're the country singers, and they've come to sing at this governor's gala thing or whatever. Yeah. At Gordy, oh no, at Hanky's family home, I think. I guess so. Um, because Hanky is a little boy who is from a super wealthy family who own a whole load of. Industries and brands and corporations, including a sausage factory, which is hidden, which is a whole plot line up at some point later on. Yeah, um, because by coincidence, it is the same sausage factory spoiler alert that Gordy's family are going to. Yeah, because otherwise, it wouldn't be a kids' movie. Yeah, and we do get like a like a rush to the sausage factory scene where I was wondering why they weren't like just calling them and shutting it down since they own it. Um, and then it's okay because Hanky, the little businessman, gets a car phone and starts calling in the 90s. <laughs> he's like 10 years old or something and he's got a car phone to shut down the factory that he owns. Uh, the other difference is obviously the where they're set. So one's American, one's British, English, UK-ish. Uh, filmed in Australia, babe. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they all drive on the other side of the road. What? I didn't even notice that. It's a, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where it's supposed to be set. Mm. It's, but it's very, I feel like it's very ambiguous. It smells of like what screenwriters think like rural England looks yeah. like. Because all, all the walls are um, like not hedgerows, they're stone. Right. And the boundaries on people's properties aren't straight lines. Yeah. So that rules out New Zealand and... America and Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very ambiguous. Where yeah. it's, because they don't drive because they drive the same side of road in Australia and Britain. But it was a it was a big thing in the the IMDb trivia of it that it was filmed in Australia, but they drive on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why they do that because I don't know where it's supposed to be set. There's two other notes that are kind of unrelated to plot and <laughs> purpose in here that I'm just going to go over, which are related to my notes and babe. Which was Hugo Weaving is great yes. and Council of Elrond. The Council of Elrond happens in Babe. Because Babe, oh, yeah, they, they Babe wants to like not be a pig, he wants to be a sheepdog. Yeah. And Rex, who's played by Hugo Weaving, who's yeah. the sheepdog, mm-hmm. literally has like a council meeting where they plan on destroying the hopes and dreams of a small pig. Um, with all the other animals yeah. basically laying down like the the line of the law, the yeah. animal law. Well, the, the big thing that's repeated in Babe is um, that's the way things are, yeah. or that's just how things are, whichever way it's phrased. Um, I think Babe, I think that was the big thing about, about it for me, or one of the big things. There's a, I feel like there's, there's a few big differences, and one of the things is that I don't know what the message of Gordy is beyond... Let's listen to this country music. Whereas the message in Babe is A, look how horrible the media industry is. Yeah. And B, um, look how horrible classism is. Like, it's, there's a huge yeah, social yeah. commentary about classism and about people doing the things they're supposed to do and about the sheepdogs, uh, you know, who Babe meets initially and thinks are really lovely and they're really lovely to him because they see him as an equal. 
they're really shitty to the sheep because they say that sheep don't understand or they have to talk down to them and they have to shout at them and, you know, the sheepdog who was supposed to be like his mother figure telling him to bite the sheep because yeah. that's the only way they listen when in reality, you know... It's interesting too because, yeah, there's those parts about Babe but then you take the other movie, Gordy, mm -hmm. where there are so many subplots within the main plot, it's so confusing. So... You get this whole plot of, like, Gordy's trying to find his family and rescue his family who have gone up north, which is just, like, a blanket, like, they've gone up north. Yeah. Up north where pigs don't come back from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the look on your face is in. No, uh, that's what they, they yeah, say. Yeah. That's what they say in the movie over and over again. Up north where pigs don't come back from. But the, the side stories within, like, Gordy is so bizarre. So, the Hanky's mother is engaged, apparently, or dating, at least dating, Yeah. the head financial officer for the grandfather, and he comes off as like a Sunday morning cartoon character, yes. like villain. Yes. Because um, I've got fourth wall break as a note in here, because I do remember <laughs> this weird fourth wall break where he looks directly into the camera and is like talking his evil like plan. Yeah, yeah. He had a whole bunch of weird henchmen, including the limo driver, who were like bumbling idiots. My favorite, my favorite part of that was that there was like a bit where he's like talking in the back of the car, and or maybe Hanky's talking in the back of the car. I can't remember at this point, but there was whoever is driving the limo at that point is is just looking in the mirror, doing like. Oh yeah, I've got I've got proper like. I've got limo driver eyes. Yeah, I remember I can't remember what I wrote about it. I just remember being like, wow, okay, I definitely wrote it about it, but like he literally is just making these weird eyes the whole time. You see, the problem is I can't find notes on this because it's literally three pages of notes. Um, so the the whole premise is as a financial advisor, the boyfriend, mm -hmm. is trying to get the mother's modeling career off the ground. And then there's like a the grandfather, who's the head of the company, the CEO of the company, um, trying to decide between supporting his basically useless daughter and supporting the hero pig Gordy and with their new marketing campaign and there's two parts that bug me about this because I've got them written down is pig is smarter than the people yes and kid hanky knows how high-end cameras work because yeah. he just walks over and is able to operate the camera. <laughs> yeah, and I was he like, just does it. What? Yeah, so there's so many... It's really hard to explain Gordy because there's... I was going to say Hanky. It's really hard to explain Gordy because there's so many plots. So it's like, A, the plot is Hanky... Or oh, I keep saying Hanky. Gordy trying to find his family. B, plot is Gordy helping this woman and, or this small child and her father start their country music career. C, is Hanky being the hero pig. And Gordy being the hero oh, pig. Gordy, yeah. you say Hanky. Gordy, <laughs> Gordy being the hero pig um, and saving Hanky's life, and then and then he's given to Hanky, and then the next one is Gordy becoming this world sensation because they make him into a brand, and everyone was hero pig branded everything, and then you've got the guy trying to do the daughter's modeling career, and then he's also trying to take over the company, and then it's like, why is he trying to? Does he actually love her, or is he just in a relationship so he can take over the company? And then uh, there's the whole Gordy and Hanky escaping to get back onto plot A, because they've, they've gone back to plot A, where they're like, oh, you know, 
we're going to go find Gordy's family, but then they immediately come across the family from plot B and start being plot B again with the country music stuff. And then it goes back to the hero pick stuff because they find out that his grandfather has died and he has to go back and then suddenly... Oh yeah, because obviously all the money is going to Hanky when the father dies. It doesn't go... The grandfather dies. It doesn't go to his daughter. It goes to the grandson, Hanky. And then it's like, but because he won't be... He can't use the money till he's 18. Until then, the money goes to Gordy. Yeah, Gordy becomes the CEO (laughs) of this huge company. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then... So then you've got this whole other plot where it's the two of them and they've got their little desk with all their crayons and drawings on it because they're making all these company decisions and Hanky is translating for the pig because he understands the pig. Um, So that's a whole other plot. And then that comes back into the plot of the guy the boyfriend trying to take over the company because then he's trying to get his goons to kidnap Hanky and Gordy, um, which comes up multiple times. And then it goes back into the music career thing because they're like, you can boost our music career by having the hero pig at this music thing that we're doing or they'll only let us sing if you bring the hero pig along because we said we know him. Um, And then it's only right at the last minute they're like, oh shit, what about his family? about them. The other note I've got in here for Gordy, um, this has been a very Gordy heavy, it's just so much to well, everyone knows Babe anyway. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's pretty, pretty linear. Uh, this is all over the freaking place. Yes. Um, several occasions I've write da- written down white people being white. Um, yeah. Well, got... that's because it's very heavily, I mean, it's very heavily Southern American country music people and rich governors and shit. I've like, got square dancing in brackets Google later and I didn't Google it. Oh, that's a shame. Um, because in Bay it's classical music. I just want to write a note yeah. down. Um, uh, and I think um, specifically ballet music at parts. Like I yeah. think the part where he's like trying to be sneaky go across um, to get the alarm clock in Babe. Yeah, it's like the... a classical ballet. The music in Babe is a lot more subtle and it's about the scene and it enhances what you're watching versus actually watching someone actually perform music live. Yeah, versus, you know, Doug Stone trying to sell his country music career by being Ginny's dad in Gordy. Yeah. Um, We've got white people dancing to hip-hop, black guy second only black guy looks really uncomfortable yeah so that's the limo driver I believe. Yeah, the, the, the second, two goons yeah one of the goons is a, the second black guy yeah and it's the their so their boss i don't know what he does i'm not even sure he, but he's like both he's like oh, above he's like, the goons but below the financial guy i think he's like head of marketing research or something something, something along those lines yeah because he was the one who presented there was the findings yeah. of gordy being better at the photo shoot or the abs campaign, which they don't ever show what Gordy's abs look like because it's just going to be a pig on a backdrop. Yeah. Whereas they show this, this sabotage. So the guy tries to sabotage Gordy's photo shoot slash ad campaign. Which is where Hanky knows how to use a like, yeah, high-end so, industrial camera. So Gordy the pig overhears these guys planning to change out the lens on a camera and then he tells Hanky and then Hanky changes the lens back and then... No one looks at the footage or the camera or the lens while they're shooting, and then they switch it for the other one, which is now the bad one, to shoot the 
girlfriend slash daughter slash mother's thing. So then when it shows hers, it's like this weird, wonky, funhouse mirror kind of footage. Yeah. So it's so... Why do they even have that lens? Also, why is the color balance off? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, that's also not what wide-angle lenses do. No. Um... Yeah, they have. A, they just literally have like a funhouse mirror lens yeah. on it. Yeah. And I don't know why the cameraman had that to begin with. But I also don't know why no one looked at the footage as they were doing it. The other thing that I'd like to mention, which really stood out to me because it just made absolutely no sense in the context of the movie. Mm-hmm. So Hanky and Gordy go to the park. The henchmen are going to kidnap Gordy because he's now the CEO of the company. They jump onto a bus, school bus, that's leaving for St. Louis. No, they're in St. Louis and it's going to Kansas City. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. it's the wrong way around. Um, they are hiding on the bus. They do the, like, cartoonish look out the back window and they're like, Ooh, there they are! Like, drive the limo after them. And the thing that allows them to get off the bus without the bus stopping... The distraction that comes up that helps Gordy and Hanky escape the limo driver goons is a cross-dressing armed robbery. Which is so abs- like, what? Like, who? Why? Why was it that? Why couldn't you just do like a stereotypical trope of like a lady wearing a short, like short top? Like walking past and be like, hi gents, and it'd been like all fine. But no, they had to go with a man dressed in a, in a woman, and I'm not talking like, what do you call it? Like standard going out, like she's wearing like thigh, the, the man is wearing thigh high stockings and a short dress and a bell, not a bell club, like a stocking, and is screaming where his, where, for his getaway driver. And that's what they're distracted by. I have no recollection of this. You don't have... What? (laughs) It definitely (laughs) happened. I'm not crazy. I literally have no recollection of that happening. Okay. Maybe I was taking notes and I'm like, did I blink and miss it? It was so short. The bus did stop. Yeah, and they jumped And then they jumped, they climbed into a truck that's next to them. Yeah, and it's full of feed, which then ends up going to Yeah, it's like corn or something. Yeah, it goes to another farm... And then they happen to overhear where the... No, they talk to one of the pigs. That's right. And the pig is like, oh, I saw... They ask the pig if he's seen Gordy's family. And the pig is like, I wouldn't know one pig from another. We all look the same. And then Gordy's like, my mom is a whatever. And he's like, oh, I saw one of those. And she had five piglets. And he's like, that's my mom. Yeah. And he's like, you better get to her quick. Because she is gone to the slaughterhouse. And then Gordy goes on and does like a music career thing. Um, there's two mentions of Bill Clinton in this movie. Yes, Bill Clinton calls them on the phone. But the first part is when he is pig CEO. Yeah, when he's the pig CEO. There's a photo of him meeting Bill Clinton. Yeah. Framed on the desk. Well, if you were a pig CEO and you met Bill Clinton, would you not put the photo on the desk? Just, it seems so weird. Yeah, I mean, it's a real sign of the time that it was filmed. Um, yeah, and then Bill Clinton calls them at their, their, um lovely country music thing that they could only get into because Gordy, they know Gordy. Yeah. Even though Cousin Jake was the one presenting it. Yeah. Just, uh, um, there's so many weird little, weird little plots of plot that just don't, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Gordy is a weird movie. 
So yeah, they get saved, and it's, I've written here, um, do sex country band, and then later on I've got do sex breeze, and then do sex hillbilly, and I don't remember what either of those things are related to, but that's fine. <laughs> um, oh, they, they get blown like a, was it like a piece of paper, like an advertisement for something, and it had like... Oh, it's the pigs. So it's the yeah. pigs. The pigs are at the slaughterhouse, I think. Yeah, that's right. And and a newspaper blows up against the thing, and it's got an it's got like a logo, a hero pig logo, which has got Gordy on. They're like, all the pigs are like, it's Gordy, it's Gordy, he's gonna save us. It's so weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um. So one of the things that I liked about Babe. Was. <laughs> no, no, I had something planned and then we got, and then I got distracted Super by distracted. everything that we were talking about already. Um, so I'm trying to remember where I was, what I was thinking about with Babe. Oh, it's the way they frame things. So in, so in both movies, obviously, their families go to the slaughterhouse. It happens in both movies. Yeah. In Babe, there's no stopping it. It happens. and it, But it's the way things are framed, I think, says a lot about the target audiences or how well they know the target audiences because in Gordy it's just like jokes about it being a sausage factory and then but but when you're shown like what the pigs are going through from their point of view it's all shot like a horror movie yeah um which I which I liked about Gordy um in Babe the slaughterhouse scene is right at the or not the slaughterhouse really but it's them going off to the slaughterhouse is right at the beginning of the movie yeah um but it's totally framed from Babe's point of view, and it's totally framed for a child. So it's framed like for you to understand coming from a place of innocence. Yeah. Um. So it's like it's shot a little bit like a horror thing, but at the same time, at the same time, the narration is saying, you know, um, they're going off to a place that must be a paradise because no one ever wants to come back from it and stuff like that. And then it's like showing. The, the guys who work in the in the factory just like whipping them and pushing them into the truck yeah. to go off to the slaughterhouse and stuff. And then, you know, the whole way through, babe, the other animals know what happens and they're all very aware of... Their own death. Yeah, of their own death and of which animals are going to die. And, you know, the, good, the duck is a good point because he yeah. is... His whole arc is to say, you know, he knows that if he's useless, he will be killed. So he tries to find a use for himself. So he's like crowing like a rooster and he tries to steal the alarm clock so they don't use the alarm clock so they have to rely on him crowing. And you know, and his whole thing is telling Babe you have to have a use to not be eaten. Yeah. Basically. And Babe learns... A, everyone kind of trots around about Babe and then he learns about it from the cat who's just very direct with him. Yeah. Um, and says, well, humans eat babes. That's what they do. Yeah. My job is to be pretty and... Your job is to be dinner. Yeah. Basically. Um, but it is, the whole way through, it's like, you know, it, it shows you what's going on, so you can see it. So, like, as an adult, you know what's going on. Yeah. As a child, you're probably listening to it and then seeing it and going, that doesn't look like paradise, you yeah. know? And then it's like, that doesn't look like this. Um, and it's, but it is very much framed from Babe's point of view and therefore from the same point of view a child would have going into it. Which is also why I was like, I wonder how many vegetarians this made, because there's probably, while it says pork sales went down by 20%, you know, in 95, I feel like overall, people who grew up with that movie are probably more likely to be vegetarian. 
It's interesting because I did write down more brutal than I remember. Yeah. And also sheep rustling, which I also didn't remember in the movie. Which is pretty, like, there's no point where it goes to the police or yeah. anything. It's just like, oh, well, sheep have been stolen. Yeah. Like, moving on. And even the son, well, the son-in-law, I believe. Yeah. Otherwise, it was really weird. No, it wasn't no, son-in-law. No, he's going to lock with yeah, the daughter. Um, talks about how the farm's failing. Yeah. Your outgoings are bigger than your incomings. Like, this isn't sustainable. So, yeah. Well, like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, that's the the plot of Gordy as well, a little bit. Except Gordy takes place after that point. Because it's... Yeah, it's they say that the farm is... They're Gone. selling their livestock because they can't afford to keep the farm. Yeah. And then when they're driving out, you can see this for sale sign on the farm itself. Um, we never meet the actual farmers. Yeah. They're literally never shown. And then at the end of the movie, they buy the farm for Gordy and his family. And then they debate whether they're going to live on it with them. But like, if they don't, they're just bought the farm for these pigs to die on. Like, I don't know what the... Yeah. Who's going to feed them. But doesn't it show them all hanging out as like a new weird family now. Yeah, they become a weird family at the end. Yeah. That was, by the way, I didn't get around to it, but when, we, when I was reading my um, commentary from the first Hanky scene, um, so I said, the ones I already said, weird little businessman, dialogue is very unnatural, weird mom slash Hanky dance rejection scene, and then I said, why was Hanky on the diving board if he can't swim? Could they not have done the fall in a way that looked unintentional? Because he's on a diving board. Yeah, he's sitting on the diving board. And he's sitting on board, and then he stands up, and he doesn't fall, and then he goes, whoa, and jumps in the pool, and then he can't swim. <laughs> so weird. Uh, and I said, Gordy is a great, sum- great swimmer somehow, and saved Hanky. All the news cameras on Gordy, because of course they are. Hanky might be my favorite character. And then I said, this is the, la- the end of that scene, I said, 100% Hanky's mom is going to be Ginny's dad's new wife. <laughs> this is while she's still engaged or in yeah, a relationship yeah. whatever with the original guy that we made her in with um, and then obviously at the end of the movie you know she discovers that her boyfriend is a villain who's been trying to kidnap her child multiple times actually does she even find that out? I don't know I, don't I think know. she's too vacant to know what the hell's going yeah, on yeah they the time. really don't do her justice at all she is way too old to be wanting to be a model it's kind of weird like, um, I think she, she would have given up on that whole concept and just become a drunk old white woman. I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. I like when she does come, when she comes out through the modeling, they're like, oh my god, your outfit is beautiful. And she's wearing like a plain white t shirt with like a dungarees made of sequins. Yeah. And that's her beautiful outfit for modeling. Um. Uh, the other point is. Um, I don't know if this is actually true, but at the time I wrote, lied to see you about holding is pretty sure that's a crime. Because <laughs> they don't tell Gordy that part of the portfolio that the company owns is the sausage factory. Yep. Pretty sure you're not allowed to do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to kidnap a child either. Pretty sure you're not allowed to have a pig as a CEO. Yes. Uh, there was a lot of problems. The, yeah... Uh, I, I, other than just how the movie ends, how both movies end, uh, it's just been real heavy, gaudy stuff, because it's just, Babe is real linear, like, hmm. pig goes to farm, tries not to be a pig, becomes a cheap pig, mm-hmm. which is a cheap dog pig, pig rather than a cheap sheep classism pig. on the farm. Yeah. Tells people that you don't have to... Do the thing that you've been told you have to do. You don't have to fit into the box that everyone expects you to. Yeah. 
Hugo Weaving chases after Isidore and finds out the secret password to getting sheep to do what you want to do and then saves the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's that, that ending's really abrupt for me in Babe because that's literally the ending. He wins the sheep jog competition and, and he says, little do pig, and then the movie ends. Yeah, I mean, I think Babe um, very much is one story. Gordy's about a dozen stories trying to happen at once. Yeah. Babe is one story and it's a story of a man who doesn't quite fit the mold for what people want him to be. Finding a pig who doesn't fit the mold for what people want yeah. him to be. And just having a special connection with that pig. That's yeah. what that movie's about. It's when he's like um, nursing Babe back to health, it's quite cute. Yeah. And he does the dance number and all the pigs are watching. Yeah. All the animals. I did. Like, I made a note about that and it was something like, um, there is a song and dance of Babe, but it's not trying to sell me something. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think it's very sweet. I think, because you see a lot of the time his wife doesn't, you know, doesn't quite understand him. Yeah, his wife seems very aloof and just real focused on her her own exploits, which is related to preserves and jams or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he knows her very well because he he convinces her not to eat babe by being like, oh, it's a pity we won't have the best hog at the fair next year. Because she likes winning all the prizes at the fair. And she's like, ooh. Mm. And then she cooks a duck instead. Not the duck, but a duck. Because he's living... He's hiding in the... The butcher shed. Right. Yeah. Which was also like a real quite scary scene. Because it's also from... There's low shots in both these movies. I think Gordy's ones were weird. Because they were usually related to like the same height... As Gordy, but they're in like talking sequences. Right. Where in Babe, they're more along the lines of him doing something that's important. For an example, the the whole trying to get rid of the alarm clock. It's a low angled shot. Yeah, yeah. And then the low angled shot from the butcher's shed, when the like, cause the butcher's blocks up really high and mm-hmm. it's all backlit, so it's all like spooky looking, and like there's like cleavers and stuff buried in the wood yeah. and it's all up high on the screen on the frame um yeah I just think some of the cinematography in Babe is a lot better yep absolutely it's, I think it's it, to me what took me away from Babe is definitely the better movie yes there's no one will disagree mm-hmm. I just think that the um I found the mice creepy yeah, but like I said, those were an addition. Yeah. And which makes sense, because they do feel like they're not... Yeah. They don't add to the story at all, except for reading out... The wipes the... were really dated to me, because each scene ends with a wipe, a circle wipe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think it was trying to be a storybook. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Because the thing is that there's a lot of... The difference... One of the things I know I wrote down... I'm not going to look at my notes, but I know I wrote it down was about the narration... Because it really annoyed me that when we went to watch Gordy, one of the only people I knew on the cast... I think the only person I knew on the cast of Gordy is Frank Welker, who was down as narrator. And the narration is two sentences at the beginning of the movie, and then never again. It seems like a waste of talent. Well, apparently he also did the pig noises for Gordy. So, that was... Yeah. That's quite a Frank Welker's alley anyway. <laughs> uh, being that that's, you know, he's famous for animal noises. Um, whereas in Babe... There's narration and it's 
it, it's used sparingly, it's not the whole way through, but it, you know, it is used, and more often than not it's used to show babes in her conflict or the farmers in her conflict. Yeah. It's not just yeah. one giant... Because it's also, the thing about Gordy is there's no indication of how much time has passed. Yeah, I, I noticed that when I was scrolling through there because there was a bit, there was like a bit where they mentioned that it's a worldwide known brand or something and I was like, after what, three days? Yeah. It's like, how? How is that possible? Because the, the, his family do spend some time at the fattening yard, which is where they just get bulk fed food before they yes. go to the slaughterhouse. But you tend to separate generations with that. But, you know, that's, we don't want to need to talk about how the meat industry works because both premises of the movie is meat industry bad. Uh, the, it just, it's so weird because obviously with Babe you get progression of like time because he's sort of, sort of got growing up. Yeah. But in Gordy it's like, there's no progression of time. It's, it's super confusing. I've got a note that just says old man screaming and I don't know what that is. <laughs> but then I've got big religious sentiment in capital letters and I do know what that was about because it's like, First of all, there's like the church at the beginning, but, the, but I wrote it at the point where Hanky tells Gordy that they'll find his family if they just pray for a miracle. Yeah. And then the bus, the, the RV drives by at the other family around. They're like, oh my God, it's you guys. I know you guys. Yeah. It was such a weird movie. There's so many like, it's so weird. It's yeah. so weird. The message, the message for Gordy is of of Gordy is, buy my country music album. I'm Doug Stone, and also, <laughs> um, believe in God, and we can save your family from the slaughterhouse. Um, they don't give a shit about the other pigs because when they get to the slaughterhouse, they just close the door right as Gordy's family were about to go in, but like other pigs just went in ahead of them and were slaughtered on screen, and yeah. no one gives. Uh, yeah, yeah, no one cares. cares about it at all. Because they're not the Heropix family. <laughs> yeah. Alright, is there anything else you want to you wanna mention? Um, I don't know. I feel like we covered it pretty well. Yeah. It was the Bill Clinton parts that really, like... Yeah, I think that's just to date it. I assume... I didn't actually look it up, but I assume it's not actually Bill Clinton's voice. It also just reminds me of, like, all the old Bill Clinton-like moments in The Simpsons. Right. Because yeah. he was heavily used in The Simpsons. Yeah. It's like the same sort of plot line of like yeah. Central America like mentality. And he did like on the phone in the Gordy thing, um, he was like, me and Hillary have been talking all about you or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I can't do That was not like me trying no. to do a Bill Clinton impression. I just... It was just you're trying to do the pacing of the, yeah. <laughs> the idioms of I how he's supposed to I speak. I can't do. Um, but yeah, the so I think the only thing's one of the things that annoyed me was just like, well, I've got Gordy Day written in capital letters because he does get his own national holiday, Gordy Day. Um, our comedic timing is excellent. That's shocking for Gordy. I don't know what point <laughs> I was talking about. Um, oh yeah, it was. I, I think it was. It was something to do with cousin Jake at the point where the. The goons kid managed to actually kidnap Gordy oh, at the telecaster it? thing, and they drive him to a bridge and throw him off a bridge. But Uncle or cousin Jake has seen it happen, so he's followed them and he's gone down below the bridge in his RV and he stands below it and catches them. Yeah. 
Um, the sequence where the rich financial advisor douchebag supervillain mm-hmm. is arguing with the country singer dad. Right. And he's like, grab your banjo or get back on your banjo. <laughs> oh, hang on. I took that one. Go play your banjo, goober. Yeah. I did write that quote down. And then, I like that. And his response is, banjo, goober. And like, <laughs> they're going to have a fight. <laughs> um, no, I think I remember the comedic timing part was about, I think it's after that point. So Cousin Jake goes and saves Gordy's life while everyone else is still having this like country music thing. And then afterwards, they're like having some conversation and then they're like... Yeah, see if you can do this without Gordy, because he's like in their mind he's dead now. And then cousin Jake walks up and goes, "Oh, here's Gordy," and it's like, "What?" <laughs> and it's just like no time has passed, and they're like, and the guys are like, "How did that happen?" Um, yeah, hand of God, hillbilly. <laughs> I did write, "Wow, they found that very well hidden confidential file that was in plain sight under the guy's elbow," because <laughs> it's the bit where they they're trying to shut down the sausage factory and. Um, yeah, that would have been the point where I'm pretty sure it's illegal to withhold your Yeah, yeah. The so CEO the guy's company. got a briefcase, because he, he, apparently the marketing guy just carries around a briefcase full of files about all of Gordy's properties, and he opens the briefcase, takes out a file that says confidential, tucks it under his elbow, and then hands the briefcase, and like, you won't find anything in here. And then they go, hey, wait a second, and they just take the file out from under his elbow. Yeah. Like, it's real 90s supervillain like yeah <laughs> just he's in, surrounded by incompetence he's incompetent it's, well that's the second in command guy it's not even yeah. the main guy but that doesn't make it i don't even think he is the second in command because when you have if you look at the structure of most organizations he was oh yeah no but he's the second in command in terms of evil villainy yeah Sorry, I was thinking second command of the company. No, so it's the main the main villain guy, and then the second in command villain guy, and then the goons. Yeah. And then the second in command villain guy goes on in the truck with them to the slaughterhouse, but he goes on the wrong gives them code. the wrong area code for the oh, phone yeah, number. Oh, and you get the weird, not appropriate for children conversation between the like foreman of the meatworks and his missus. Yeah. Yeah. There was so like. And so you get this moment where it's supposed to be like tension build up. Gordy's family's about to go into the ramp to the slaughterhouse. You have them trying to ring the phone number. And on the other hand, you have the foreman at the slaughterhouse while everybody else is working, like basically having phone sex with his missus. Yeah. Um, and that's why Hanky can't get through to them to close the factory. Yeah. Until the last minute. Weird. And then yeah. the phone rings, and he's like, babe, leave me alone, I've got to do some work. And he's like, I am the CEO of this company. I'm, I'm 10-year-old Hanky, yeah. and I'm the CEO. Shut down your factory, sir. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, okay, I think before we end, I took down two facts from the IMDb trivia of okay. Hanky, of Hanky, of Gordy. Just every time I say Hanky, I think that's the name of the movie. Um... One is, actually it wasn't in the trivia section, it's the, apparently the tagline that was the movie was sold under, which is, one pig's family has been kidnapped, so he's off to the big city to find them. He's got two friends and one secret weapon. He can talk. And what I've written next to it is, what big city? Yeah, it's a good point. His family are in Nebraska, in Omaha. <laughs> what big city does he go to? The big city, apparently on like posters, they put St. Louis on the posters, but they never filmed a single scene in St. Louis. And the only thing you see of where they like, are is a giant 
it's like building that the company's in. Yeah. So the the way they show where they're where they are or where they're going is all either um, on map. a on a weird map or on written on vehicles because yeah. the, we've got the gets on the school bus that's going to Kansas City and the truck that's going to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. And that's it. So what big city is he going to? What big? He never goes to a big city. He literally does not set foot in a big city. Even if arguably he goes to Can or he doesn't go to Kansas, but even if arguably he goes to St. Louis. I don't think St. Louis, Missouri counts as the big city. No. No offense, Missouri. Um, Kansas City, I guess, is a decent sized city. But he don't go there. He gets in a school bus towards there and then climbs out of it into a truck to go somewhere else. So, I don't know. Uh, and then the other one was IMDb trivia, which just says, Most crew members involved with the film never did anything else in filmmaking after the release of Gordy. <laughs> uh, which I just thought was a fun fact. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So they all just gave up on filmmaking. <laughs> they, were like, they made their movie and were just like... They made Gordy and they're like, well, we've made about 30 films now. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. The whole crew just... Just go up the ghost. Just, just quit. Yep. They went by. Quit life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Until next time. Uh, yeah. We'll be back with another two movies that are slightly similar. Yeah. And then at some point in the future, we will figure out how to do an outro. Yeah. And an intro. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.